make it? Well, it sucks. <laughs> what did you say? Your meatloaf is mushy, your salmon croquettes are oily, and your eggplant parmesan is a disgrace to this house. Well, that's too bad, because I'm the only one who cooks around here. Not anymore. Give me that spatula. I'm back, baby. Frank Costanza, one of the great characters in the history of television. Uh, ben Stiller died. Of, no, Jerry Stiller died over the weekend. Yep. Ben Stiller, his son, is still alive and making museum movies. But uh, his father passed away at the age of 94, I think. Just quite a life. Yeah. Yep. Funny guy. Hilarious. Oh, my God. For decades. Um, you want to do the fine print men quote again? Yeah, let's do it. This before was our... I get into this story from the Wall Street Journal, maybe it'll fit together. I don't know. In the early part of the show, uh, just before we get to mailbag, we begin the segment with the freedom-loving quote of the day. Well, we start the show with the national anthem. The color guard comes in. Right, exactly. Uh, but Joe uh, wrote uh, in with uh, a suggested freedom-loving quote of the day, and at some point, we'll I think we're I was going to be on Samuel Adams quotes, but um, <clears throat> we'll get to that. But it was from John Steinbeck's Travels with Charlie in Search of America, often just referred to as Travels with Charlie. Um, he's traveling around the country and writes about what he sees. And I, if I read it, it was decades ago. I'd really, I need to bust that open again. But so he's, he's traveling across the northern part of the country, right at the border with Canada. And at some point he was looking to cut across a small part of Canada to save time as he traveled west. It was just 18 miles. So he would just be in Canada for a few minutes, an hour, or whatever it would be. He was with his dog, Charlie, got to the Canadian border when they informed him, you could go into Canada with the dog, but you can't re-enter America without a rabies vaccine certificate. Um, and he wonders at the lunacy of an American citizen leaving the U.S. with a perfectly fine dog, but being disallowed to re-enter just a short time later. Then he writes uh, the following. <clears throat> I guess this is why I hate governments, all governments. It is always the rule, the fine print, carried out by fine print men. There's nothing to fight, no wall to hammer with frustrated fists. I highly approve of vaccination, feel it should be compulsory. Rabies is a dreadful thing. And yet I found myself hating the rule and all governments that made rules. It was not the shots, but the certificate that was important. And it is usually so with governments. Not a fact, but a small slip of paper. So if we mention fine print men, that's what we're talking about. Busting people in a park who are socially distancing and whatever, for instance. Um, just the, the, the petty bureaucrats who get their uh, arousal out of enforcing stupid little rules. Oh, and how ironic is it that now we're being told being outside is the safest. Outdoors, parks, golf courses, boating. Do not trap yourself inside with people. That is how the disease is conveyed. Uh, listen, I'm no epidemiologist, but we've been saying that for weeks. It is laughable that you can't go fishing. Well, we've got to stop the spread. Stay at home. Stop the spread. Oh, come on. Ay, ay, ay. So, a couple weeks back, we taxpayers passed a $2.3 trillion measure. And included in that was a whole bunch of money for small businesses um, to help them out and survive during this whole thing. It was uh, Part of it was the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, and let me read... This to you from the Wall Street Journal, because this is an interesting story about the way government often works. This is the sort of thing Tim the lawyer, Tim Sandifer, talks about a lot. 
how Congress will pass something, but then the way it gets implemented when you get farther down the line is really the the details of the whole thing. That's when it gets important. Um, and, and they can do all kinds of things, and they're not elected officials. And often it's just, you know, one person or four or five people vote for this or that. Mm-hmm. Uh, headline SBA veered from guidelines on small business loans report says the small business administration didn't follow several congressional mandates in implementing its huge loan program designed to keep businesses afloat during the coronavirus pandemic, including failing to issue guidance to prioritize underser- underserved communities. The agency's inspector general uh, said in a report on Friday, the report focuses on the paycheck protection program. It's part of the two trillion dollar aid package that became law in March and how well the agency adhered to the law's provisions. The report noted that Congress required that the SBA give guidance to lenders about underserved and rural markets, but the agency failed to do so. As a result, borrowers including rural, minority, and women-owned businesses may not have received the loans they were supposed to get the report set. Now, whether you agree with that or premise or not, that's one thing. The other thing, though, is the people you elected... Had they they passed a certain thing, and then the 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 uh, the administration or the the agency that's supposed to administer didn't follow the rules. It also found, and this is my favorite part, that the SBA issued rules that required borrowers to use seventy five percent of the funding on payroll costs to receive full forgiveness over their loan. Now, I believe we had a businessman on a couple of weeks ago that said that because I remember we got a text shortly afterwards saying that's not true. Well, here was where the discrepancy would come in. Um, the SBA was telling borrowers you had to use 75% of the funding on payroll costs, even though the CARES Act passed by Congress didn't mandate any specific amount be dedicated to payroll expenses. Huh. And many small businesses objected to the measure for obvious reasons. Owners of restaurants, hair salons, and other businesses who've been forced to close say they need the money for overhead costs, including rent. To stay open, I've got to be able to pay my rent, my electric bill, etc. If I have to spend 75% of the money on my employees, I'm not going to be able to pay those bills, and I'm going to lose my business. Right, and they won't have jobs then. And Congress knew that. That's why they passed it the way they knew it. But when it made its way as a law from Congress to the Small Business Administration, they completely made up. And it doesn't say here whether one guy decided to this or one woman, or there were three of them. I'll bet it wasn't very many. Right. It might have been one person. It very easily could have been one person that decided this on their own. The SBA declined to comment on the report's findings, but the report itself included the SBA's response to the provision that 75% of the Paycheck Protection Program loans go toward payroll. The agency said it did so in light of the Act's overarching focus on keeping workers paid and employed. Yeah, well, that's not what Congress said, and you don't get to make that up on your own. PPP launched in early April with an initial $350 billion in funding, they ran out of that money. Then they restarted the program with 310. I'll do the math for you since you're driving. That's $660 billion. That's two-thirds of a trillion dollars. Now, we're throwing money around so crazy lately, like it's monopoly money. Maybe that doesn't strike you as a large amount anymore, <laughs> but that's an insane amount of money. Yeah. I mean, that's just like unprecedented in the history of the world, in the history of the United States, even with modern times money. Two-thirds of a trillion dollars into the hands of this agency that then just completely made up the way they were going to hand it out. I would like to see the law Congress passed because um, I, I am disagreeing with you even as I agree with you. I'll bet it said, and rules and regulations uh, deemed appropriate by the Small Business Administration. 
Could be. I'll bet they write, because that's the whole thing. I mean, that's what we've been talking to Tim Sandifer about for years, is Congress passes the law of helping out workers, and then they give these enormous powers to these bureaucrats who then pass regulations that have the force of law. Laws are not enacted by Congress. They're enacted by faceless, uh, never feeling the repercussions of their act bureaucrats. What I would love to know, and the Wall Street Journal article doesn't get to it, I would love to know how many people that were involved in that. Because again, it might be a single individual. I guarantee and it's not. What was not, their reasoning? I guarantee it's not more than a, more than a handful of people that got to make that decision about two thirds of a trillion dollars of taxpayer money. Now, perhaps you've heard, or you're saying to the radio, Jack, I've read that. Really, not many people have applied for that second round of three hundred and whatever it was billion dollars, uh, three hundred and ten billion dollars. I've heard that they, they they've still got plenty of that left. Demand for the second round hasn't been brisk with lenders and small business advocates pointing out to several factors, including concerns by business owners that they won't meet the conditions needed to have the loans forgiven. In other words, they made the they changed the rules, so I can't if I try to use the money the way I need to use the money, mm. they're not they're going to make me pay it back. Right. Cuz if you follow the guidelines, you don't have to pay it back. But I can't give out 75% of it to employees. It's not going to work for me. So I didn't take any. So that's why the money is just sitting. So they passed it. It's sitting. The businesses aren't getting. Nobody wins in that situation. Mm-hmm. Taxpayers screwed. Businesses screwed. Everybody screwed. Don't you love that story? <laughs> yeah, that's left me just joyous and cheery. We we get two three emails a day from business owners who say I can't get my people to come back to work because they're making more money uh, off work. So we've got that factor going as well now. So I don't know. It's it's a mess. It's it's clearly it's going to be. Oh. Half a dozen, uh, half a dozen different kinds of a mess. You will hear, we even realize at this point. Well, unfortunately, you probably won't hear these stories. Like, I mean, I just kind of randomly picked this out of a million stories that were available over the weekend. Um, most people won't hear these stories. There will be so many things exactly like this coming out of that two point three trillion dollar package for years and years to come. I mean, it'll be never ending. The stories you hear about squandering, inefficiency. No. Uh, more nobody wins stories. Nobody wins. The taxpayer doesn't win. The business person doesn't win. The employees don't win. Nobody benefits. Oh, it's going to be so mad. Well, but, you know, such as giant government. Yeah, one more bitter, bitter note, and then we'll move on. But most people will be completely unaware of those stories of the squander and the waste and the theft and the rest of it. And, and you know, guys like us will continue to gripe about it to our beloved audience. But most people will just say, yeah, they had to do it. So they, they passed money to help out workers. They'll have no idea the particulars. Well, moving on to cheerier fare, if we can. Sure. Ah, oh, gosh, I don't know. We got to take a break. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. If you want to talk about anything that's happened in your life over the weekend, uh, you know, the economy, the COVID, whatever, Mother's Day. Oh, hey, I got one for you. Uh, Barack Obama finally coming out of the woodwork to make a strong pronouncement about the uh, declining to prosecute General Flynn anymore. And he called this sort of thing utterly unprecedented. I have an hilarious irony for you. Okay. It's just unbelievable. I want to hear that next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A McDonald's in China was criticized for posting a sign saying that black people were not allowed to enter. 
which is the same sign I'm going to hang on my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Whoa! That, that, that deserved some setup. Wow! Wow! That was one of those making the other one do a joke. Unseen, trying to embarrass them. So Michael Che, who is an African-American gent, had his friend and cohort... Wrote that song for Colin. That joke for him and made him do it. Right. I get it now. (laughs) So it's okay, because a black fella said it. (laughs) Well, whatever. Okay. It's a clever way to get on uh, politically incorrect jokes. You know what it is? It's really smart. So, listen, uh, you remember the last guy, Barack Obama, the last president? He hasn't gotten involved in politics much, although he came out and bravely endorsed Joe Biden when it was obvious that he'd be the nominee. Um, and, uh, and, and he made a statement last week about the whole dropping of the charges, essentially, against General Flynn. And here's what uh, Barack Obama said. The fact that there is no precedent that anybody can find for... Uh, Someone who's been charged with perjury, uh, just getting off scot-free. That's the kind of stuff where you you begin to uh, get worried that basic, not just institutional norms, but uh, our basic understanding of, of rule of law uh, is 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 uh, is a risk. So I understand it was a conference call with like quite a very large number of people that are on the conference call. So he had to know that that was going to come out. Oh, yeah. Somebody was going to be recording it. Yeah, I'd I'd forgotten his slow, slow professorial delivery. Anyway, he went on to say, and when you start moving in those directions, it can accelerate pretty quickly, as we've seen in other places. Well, one of the reasons he always spoke so slowly and with all those pauses is that He's a he's a lawyer and a very lawyerly lawyer. So the key phrase is there is no precedent that anybody can find for someone who has been charged with perjury just getting off scot free and that that undermines the very rule of law. Well, in 2017, just days before he left office, Barack Obama pardoned retired Marine Corps General James E. Cartwright, who pleaded guilty to charges of lying to the FBI. He was a key member of Obama's national security team in his first term. He was the president's favorite general. He leaked classified information regarding Iran's nuclear program to the media and lied to the FBI about it. He faced two years in prison before Obama pardoned him for precisely the same thing that Flynn is now not going to be charged with. And the interesting thing about Flynn is that there's no underlying sin, really, about what he misled the FBI about. It was just, it was, it's still inexplicable why he was inaccurate unless he just misremembered something. But so the idea that it's, what was the phrase? There is no precedent. Well, except for the one that's almost exactly the same that you did three years ago. Unbelievable. Politicians and media people will say anything. Take that away. So it looks like now if you show up to a hospital and your oxygen level is low, they might not shove a tube down your throat. As they're finding out that in another medical mystery about the coronavirus, because this is a confusing disease, virus, um, large numbers of COVID-19 patients arrive at hospitals with blood oxygen levels so low they should be unconscious or on the verge of organ failure. Instead, they're awake, talking, not struggling to breathe. And doctors have figured out they don't need a tube down them. In fact, that could do more harm than good, mm. since they don't need it. 
So then changing the protocols. Wow. Remember when ventilators were the national craze? Yeah. So the problem isn't the air getting into the lungs. It's the problem is the, the uh, oxygen getting into the body, into the organs. Nobody's quite sure what about the coronavirus causes these patients to react this way. They are rapidly changing how many doctors are treating the disease. Okay. Still a mystery after however many months on the scene. I think the thought is pretty solid at this point that it's it's a clotting disease. That it causes microclots in your blood that block organs and block blood flow to them and all, but I don't know. I've I've seen and read so many things that have been reported breathlessly by the media or or honestly touted sometimes by the White House that, you know, three weeks later it's like, oh no, 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 that's not true. A uh, couple of reasons that I'm not going to call the mayor, uh, the mayor, the governor of California, Adolf Newsom anymore. Oh, boy. Decided to stop doing that, and I've got a couple of reasons why. <laughs> well, I tried to point out a couple of reasons not to say that last week, but you ignore me, didn't you? Didn't you? Oh, and uh, I said, how about how about uh, Gavin Mussolini? Am I allowed to call him that anymore? I don't even think I'm going to do that. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to think it over. Would you prefer I not do it? Does it make you uncomfortable, or is it a personal thing? I'll I'll explain it when we come back, and you can do whatever you want. Uh, Also, hatred toward pugs on the Internet that I've had to deal with. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Grandma and my mom and everything saw it, and, and they were really heartbroken by it. The screen uh, went black, and then all we saw was the N-word and the swastika. And that was the end of their graduation celebration. You know, it's just sad. Despite the hate, uh, you know, you can't take away uh, what we earned, and that's the degree. Uh, so they did one of those virtual graduations, which uh, my niece is doing one or did one, um, which has become popular. But anyway, somebody hacked it, and with some racist slogans, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I just... It's amazing how many trolls there are in the world. Uh, were those actual racists trying to promote the racist ideology, or are they just trolls in the typical sense and thought that they'd be the most inflammatory, damaging thing they could do? Who knows? Yeah, I think you're looking for shock. Yeah, they just in want the to trollery shock. committee. Yeah, I, you know, it's possible it was actual racists, but uh, nah, I doubt it. And a couple of these things fit together in my mind from the weekend. I uh, I tweeted out a picture of uh, um, our pug puppy, 10-week-old pug, pug your, puppy. Your pug pee. And, uh, you know, that's what people do on Twitter, right, apparently? Dog pictures. <laughs> yeah. So I tweeted one of them. They're very popular. Yeah, yeah you, you should go ahead. So I got, you got well, and the dog's on TikTok, very popular. My daughter's home now for just a few more days. Um, has been for weeks, sends us multiple amusing dog TikToks every day. Very funny. Very charming. People are good at it, too. Oh, yeah. It's a skill making those little videos. So got a whole bunch of uh, comments on the the dog picture, and I don't usually look at the comments on these things. I don't even know why I was looking at the comments in this case, because what what do I care what you think about the picture of the dog? I got other things to read. (laughs) Um, uh, But I came across this one. Not at all impressed. Small dogs are useless in their popularity as a sign of decadence and feminization, Paris Hiltonization of our culture. The solution, bucket water. Was uh, one. You, They want you to drown the dog? Yes. Is that what's being implied? One response. Well, that's, and so, that's nice. Uh, because it's a feminization of our society, small mm. dogs. Ah. 
Um, and then uh, this is all. I'm tying, trying to tie this all together into uh, one thing. Okay. One, one confusing theme that I've got coming up. By the way, a group of pugs is called a grumble. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I don't believe you. But um, uh, I, I, I came across some tweets over the weekend about, uh, I think it might even have been on our feed, about Gavin Newsom being Hitler and how until there's blood in the streets, we're not going to solve this sort of thing. Mm. Tweet. And then just saw this picture, some people on the beach in California with uh, Gavin Newsom with the Hitler mustache and the, the Nazi flag behind him and everything like oh. that. And I thought, you know... I'm not going to call him Adolf Newsom because for normal people, me saying that is just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating for comic effect the fact that I, I think he's overstepped his bounds as governor. For normal people, that's I think that's the way normal people take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they take it as ridiculous uh, commentary, but, but intended to be silly. There's too many uh, hack into high school graduations with racist photos, want to drown your pug believe blood needs to run in the streets weirdos in the world to uh, make those kind of comments i think because mm. it just i don't know it it it, it tickles af- a different a different part of some people's brains are you afraid of inciting them or you just don't want to be uh, thought of as being one of them i don't want to be thought of as being one of them i think mm. i think whether or not i could incite them i have no idea but yeah i don't want to be part of that crowd cuz that's stupid Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People need a purpose in their lives, and some people, their purpose is militancy, no matter what you know the topic is. And they may switch from one to the other to the other over the course of 10, 15 years, but they've got to be militant about something. I guess. Yeah. One thing I can get out of raising my kids is that they don't end up so sad or lonely or weird that they need to lash out at the world in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm still going to go with Gavin Mussolini, though, just because I think it's a fairly clever twist. It's very clever. but um, Some more artful than Adolf Newsom, yeah, which I, I was agree. going with. I would agree. I hate to judge, but yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's a headline for you. Panic over murder hornets leading some people to kill essential bee populations. Experts warn. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's no panic over murder hornets, and nobody's killing essential bee populations. Uh, I, I, headline I, aggregator, good job working essential into that headline, oh. essential bee colonies. So you're trying to trick right. essential workers and all that gets brought up to the search engine results. Very oh, savvy. really? Very sad. See, I wouldn't even have thought of that. That's that's clever. It's so a, it's all about your SEO, your search engine optimization these days. Gotcha. Let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the headline. Essential is good. It's clever. Panic is the first mm-hmm, word. Mm-hmm. Murder hornets is there. Kill. That's a good headline. Mm-hmm. I I will bet you a hundred thousand dollars. It's folk. It's fake, rather. I'm sorry. I'm reading what I'm talking. Doctor Doug Yanega, professor of entomology at the University of California Riverside, told the L.A. Times millions and millions of innocent native insects are going to die as a result of this. No, what did he? Why Why would he say that? I, I don't know. My kids are really into constantly claiming there's a murder hornet after them when they're outside. <laughs> Regular B. Murder Hornet! <laughs> They're afraid that... That, um... Please do not trap for Asian giant hornets if you live outside of Washington State. Hmm, I wasn't, uh... Didn't spend any time trying to trap them over the weekend. Um... 
Let's see. Beekeepers across the country, such as Kentucky and Tennessee, have announced plans to lay out traps for the murder hornets to protect their hives. Um, I don't want to downplay this, says the scientist. They're logistically dangerous insects, but having people in Tennessee worry about this is just ridiculous. Now I'm scanning. I'm scanning. Um, I cannot find a single fact in this article that suggests that anybody's doing anything that would hurt native bee populations. Not a single even hint of a fact. Just vague statements about whipping up a national panic in well, the rest of it. Well, on a more, a more serious version of that would be the backlash against Asians in America because of the hateful rhetoric about the Chinese virus. Oh, yeah. They, that that yeah. is stated regularly. And, and, and here comes the paragraph where you give me an example of somebody being attacked, and we know for a certain that they were attacked. No, nothing. Not even one and one anecdotal example would not be enough to be a panic nationwide anyway, but right. you didn't provide any in your article. Well, they may quote an Asian activist group saying, we've seen a rise right. in reports of. Right. Now, I understand there was some Asian woman who was beset by three youths on a uh, New York subway or something like that. Um, and, and there's the, uh, the much publicized case of... Uh, the shooting of Ahmad Arbery in in Georgia. That's a really interesting case in a lot of ways, mostly in terms of the media. I have not followed that. But there are, well, I'll give you this. That that poor Asian lady certainly didn't need to be beset by uh, three youths um, who I think were black kids, weren't they? But they left that out a lot of the news stories. Uh, there are plenty of uh, black people who are killed by white people. There are more white people killed by black people. There are many more than that. Black people killed by black people and the rest of it. But the media just gets so excited if you got a good you know, black guy getting, getting killed by a white guy story, uh, which brings us to this Ahmaud Arbery. And, and this is a beautiful example, too, of the false choice that media always presents you with. It's you're either one or the other. So the story originally was this guy was just out jogging through his neighborhood. He's a runner. He runs every day. And these white guys uh, confronted him, accused him of being involved in uh, burglaries, and shot him dead. Well, then a video comes out, and indeed they did park their truck in the middle of the road, and he ran, and they had guns, and he attempted to disarm them, and he was shot a couple times, and he died. And the story continued to be he was just a jogger jogging. Well, now it turns out... He was looking in a local construction site. A house was under construction, and he was wandering around looking at it. Security cameras caught him. He didn't take anything or anything. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, I've done that many times. So I. I really enjoy it. Everybody does that. Um, although my wife is always afraid that we're going to be charged or something. I tell you, sweetheart, we're not. And I did read one uh, builder online saying, that's incredibly dangerous. Never do that. I've known people that would be killed. By wandering around a construction site, well, they were probably going to be killed by something else. But anyway, so turns out this guy was not just out for his jog, and these guys were not just hunting black men, as LeBron James put it. It was something in the middle where there had been burglaries lately in that area, They saw him coming out of the construction site. Somebody called the cops and said, hey, there's somebody going through this construction site. I'm afraid they might be stealing something. These guys decide to go for a citizen's arrest. They're armed. This guy thinks, I don't know what he was thinking. He's probably thinking these two rednecks might shoot me. Right. And so he tries to disarm them, which just, folks, 
it's a dangerous thing to decide you're going to take the law into your own hands. You know, especially if there are firearms involved. You got to be very, very careful and very smart. But anyway, having said that, so the media was so intent on the evil white people hunt down uh, innocent black jogger narrative that they're not reporting the other stuff. That, yeah, he was going through the site. There were burglaries lately and, and the rest of it. It's not as simple as you would have it. Then on the other side, you have some people who seem to be hinting because he was wandering a, around a construction site, it's okay that he be shot. But the, the main part that I hate is that the media, they, you know, we're talking about that Hornet headline, how ridiculous it is. The, the, the media, the websites, the big newspapers, they know they can get clicks with the evil white people hunting down an innocent black man. And so they willfully leave out facts. I'm sorry, this is not a good guys and bad guys story. This is, I mean, well, the a jury will decide whether the guys who did the shooting were bad guys. But come on, media. And and if anybody points out, yeah, he was going through the construction site, he wasn't just a jogger, that doesn't mean they're expressing that he th- they think it's okay that he got shot. It's not. He's dead. It's tragic. Is it, Have we run out of people who can accommodate those two thoughts in their head in this country? Are we just too separated into our camps and so enjoying screaming at each other in Twitter? on Twitter? You can't even accept that both might be true? Very disappointing. Um, of course, I'm no longer disappointed by the media because I expect them to be just utterly duplicitous snakes every you know moment of the day. I've got to nail down whether this is true or not. Somebody texted, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has virtually stopped inspecting the nation's food supply. I understand that they've cut back a lot on it. Not doing nearly as many inspections. Really? Yeah. So green meat can slip through and bag of Tostitos has got a mouse in it. Sure. Stuff like that. Sure. That, uh, that, that, that New York strip steak was meowing six hours ago. It's happening all the time, all over America. Cat steaks. That's right. No, I don't know what it means. I don't know if we've had too many uh, inspections or not enough or whatever, but. Everything's kind of on hold. Um, I can pay off the which North Korea or South Korean. North Korea does not have a baseball league. <laughs> which South Korean baseball team you should be rooting for, as that's the only sport going right now. If North Korea had a baseball league, the players would eat the horse hide off of the ball. Oh, leather glove. <laughs> Delicious. Shortstop Bear hands that one because he ate his glove. <laughs> Throws the first, retires the runner. <laughs> it's a little dark. A little bit. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Whoa! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, t- oh my God! Woo! Oh, oh wow! Woo! Yeah! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my God! Look at that! It's starting to even look like a triple rainbow. Oh my god, it's full on 
double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. What, what, is it? Two what does it mean? Oh god. <laughs> double rainbow all the way. What does this mean? What does it mean? The double rainbow guy died over the weekend, so it completed our celebrity trio of deaths. What it means is the light is reflected and refracted through the droplets of water. And uh, Yes, no, 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 he's a different, he's a YouTube curiosity. Bringing out the set. colors of the prism. So if the uh, Star Wars kid slips off a cliff and uh, I don't know who else, then he'll be in that group of three. So Sean, Little Richard died? Little Richard. Little Richard. We have our Little Richard. Oh, Little Richard died. Uh, One of the founding fathers of rock and roll. He died over the weekend. I I was shocked to find out he was still alive. Mm. And uh, Frank Costanza died over the weekend. We're going to be in a pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. (laughs) The great Jerry Stiller. Yeah. Well, the double rainbow all the way guy has passed, I'm afraid. Uh, one Paul Vasquez of Mariposa County, California, who freaked out. I, I don't know if he was on acid or just a simpleton. God rest his soul. <laughs> he went on to be interviewed. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel was hired to voice commercials for major companies like Microsoft and Delta Airlines. I'd well, that was forgotten that. 2010, that's pretty early in the whole everybody carries a phone around in their pocket days. Yep. Could check out videos. Vasquez, who went by the name Yosemite Bear on social media, passed away early Saturday morning, and uh, and it's darn shame. AP reports he'd recently posted on his Facebook page that he had gone to get tested for COVID-19, but learned about another unspecified ailment. Okay. Apparently, it wasn't a good one. He was only 57 years old, but thank you, sir, for your open-hearted and childlike response Double rainbow to all the way? What does it mean? Natural phenomenon. I don't know, maybe he just saw a full moon that killed him. So that, I don't know, but... Anyway, (laughs) yeah, he saw that pink harvest moon Friday morning and (laughs) And it just did him in. Yeah. So we got a couple of emails about our discussion about the PPP program from small business people. Mike pointing out the the reason 75% of the PPP monies are supposed to be used for payroll costs is to create an incentive for employers not to lay off or cut worker wages. Think of it as a federal unemployment program. Um. Yeah, we get it. We well, understand here, that that's the, the problem, intent. though. But that's not what Congress in. That's not what they said had to have happen. And so the Small Business Administration took it upon themselves to do that, and a whole bunch of businesses who said, "That's not what I need. I need money to pay my rent and to pay my electric bill, so I can stay open, so I could even have employees again someday." Right. If I can't operate, then that money for the employees won't do any good. And if Congress decided. That that's the way it should be handled is just to go to employees. Well, then we get to vote them out if we decide it's a bad idea or whatever. The point is, when Congress passes all this money and then one or two or three people decide how it's going to get doled out, there's no recall for those people. Which is the problem with the giant, giant bureaucracy. It's not answerable to anybody. We got this note from Katie. I'm exactly the small business person you just spoke about. I applied and received the Triple P funds in the first round. I cannot use it due to the 75% paycheck provision. 
Meanwhile, I've used most of my cash cushion in the last two months, and now I'll start draining my personal savings to cover operating expenses. I have no ability to work by order of the state, but I have to use the funds for payroll within two months of the money hitting my account. I guess I could have them make peanut butter sandwiches. I could use it for payroll in June, July, or August when we ramp back up, but that's past the deadline. It's a joke. I'll be sending the full amount back without having been able to use any of it in a forgivable way. Yeah, well, that's too bad. Well, this is what happens when you have Congress react in a big hurry, in a gigantic way, and then pass the buck to bureaucrats to figure out how to implement it. You're just going to get just lots and lots of stupid. And that's what happened in this case. And again, that program is a two-thirds of a trillion dollar program. Yeah, yeah. Just stunning. So if you're just tuning in um, and you're fortunate enough to get hour four of the Armstrong and Getty show, we're going to talk about uh, Elon Musk has announced he's yanking Tesla out of California. Just too hostile to business, too uh, capricious. Um, And the reaction by certain California governmental heavyweights has been A, obscene and B, wildly inappropriate. I hit a bottom over the weekend for bad eating decisions. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I got on the scale this morning and thought I'd accidentally kept a, a dumbbell in my hand that I'd been doing curls with. Uh, hadn't, as it turns out. Uh, if you don't get the fourth hour of the show, the award-winning fourth hour, <laughs> go to armstrongandgetty.com and, and, and grab the podcast when it's convenient for you. So you weren't holding a kettlebell between your legs as you got on the no, scale? No, nor a medium-sized dog. <laughs> no, it was just me. 